Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again, and that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. All right. Good evening to everybody in Sharks territory. Happy Friday, TGIF. Oh, yeah. It's finally Friday. I am Aaron James, and this is the Shark City Podcast, episode 10 of season 2. I'm excited to be joined by everybody on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram live tonight. i got quite a show lined up for you, so let's uh, just briefly cover what's ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about Eric Carlson and all this trade talk. If you are a fan of this podcast, this is not a new narrative. Earlier in October, we are... S- Honestly, we're just speculating, but also, you know, we're begging the question, is Eric Carlson trying out for other teams? Uh, so we'll jump into the latest news on all of that. Um, we're also going to obviously recap and react to the previous two games this past week. The Sharks, uh, they had themselves quite a hot streak and then that was extinguished. So we'll go into the Sharks against the Golden Knights and uh, how they did against the uh, Red Wings as well. Um, so we'll also touch bases. So, you know, with the return of the Red Wings, also it means the return of Bob Boogner. The boogeyman was back in the tank. And, um, you know, I I guess shares the same kind of feelings that Aiden Hill might have had when he came back. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go into all that a little bit more. Um, very excited tonight to have very special guests join me on the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk with SJ Battery pack specifically carlos of the sj battery pack for um this past week of action in barracuda and of course everything else going out in kuda country um so you know all that and more coming up on the shark city podcast all right so if you're not following us by now you could follow us across the board twitch twitter if it's still running (laughs) that's a joke but if you're tweeting it's still running, okay? Uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram, and um, I think, yeah, at Shark City Hockey. Obviously, our webpage, sharkcityhockey.com, and um, our link tree is Shark City Hockey. It's right here on the video, or it's linked to our social media sites. So, when in doubt, Shark City Hockey is where you can find out all the latest with Sounds of Sharks and now barracuda news all right um so let's get to it all right so um mike greer you know earlier this season he spoke about essentially everybody on the everybody on the roster uh, essentially not being immune to the trade block unless your name was tomash hurdle 
okay? Um, about a month ago with Eric Carlson and his, honestly, campaign toward another Norris Trophy. But, you know, I'll pump the, I'll pump the brakes on that for just a second. But, um, you know, we were speculating and we're kind of begging the question, you know, with Mike Greer's comments and Carlson with that humongous contract on the salary cap and the way he's playing, would he be gaining interest from different suitors? Um, so, you know, this past um, week, I believe. Um, so I believe this was just the other day, to be honest with you. But this story is coming out of the Mercury News. Um, so Mike Greer, he made some comments, okay, essentially on Eric Carlson. And um, if I'm not mistaken, the Carlson, um, the comments, uh, the comments, pardon me, to just kind of like uh, sum it up was essentially like, if anybody comes with a solid offer, we'll listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I read along the lines that, um, well, say, rumors have it that perhaps Ottawa was in touch with San Jose trying to get back their uh, defenseman. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be crazy. Anyways, but um, pretty much let's let's get to the uh, to the exact quotes here. So this right here again is coming out of the Mercury News. So this is uh, via Curtis Bashelka of Bay Area News Group. Uh, but this story from the Mercury News is saying that uh, Mike Greer in a general manager's meeting, well, after a general manager's meeting in Toronto this past Tuesday, pretty much, you know, he said he was going to be open to any offers, you know, for Carlson. Um, obviously, for those of you who are in the know, Eric Carlson has a full no movement clause uh, through pretty much the contract, his entire contract. Uh, he he is the president of his contract. He has the power to veto um, any potential trade. As a Sharks fan, I take stuff like that with a grain of salt because look look what just happened in the offseason with Brent Burns. Okay? Similar situation, right? And now he's wearing a Carolina jersey. Anyways, um, so on Thursday... Carlson was finally asked. So this is what where the, it gets really interesting. Okay, so Carlson was finally asked whether or not, um, like, he would consider waiving the clause. And his response, and I quote: "Whenever that or if that question ever arises, it's going to be between me and Greer, and has not. So there's no point in me even thinking about that or speculating about that. I'm fully invested here at the moment. All right. So hate to be, you know, spoiler." For all those out there, especially in, um, you know, Ottawa, who are, you know, um, you know, running these stories about who should trade for Carlson. I just seen this graphic, I think, out of TSN. But anyways, long story short is this, okay? Carlson is sticking to his gun, so to speak. He says he wants to stay here in San Jose. Now, if you want to rewind the tape a little bit, as we mentioned on the previous podcast, he also said that he did not want to be a part of a rebuild okay so um to weigh in a little bit more on this i believe it was coach david quinn pretty much he weighed in on it and um he pretty much was like him and uh mike greer haven't spoken anything of it so this is all just you know smoking mirrors so to speak but here's a quote just for more context okay um, so David Quinn said, 
if you ask most general managers about the potential moving a player, the question usually after that is, well, who are you offering me? Greer and I haven't had one conversation about moving any of these players, and we talk every day. Anyways, so um, he went on to further say that he gets the questions that Mike Greer is getting, and um, you know, given the performance of EK65, but he also went on to say that he knows that Eric Carlson's in a good spot and um, he's playing great hockey and that the Sharks are lucky to have him. And we are. We really are. But that still doesn't, you know, take away the reality of the situation here is which is, you know, me personally, I think that this is this is something that's just destined to happen given the track record with big contracts in San Jose. Um, you know, you go back from Martin Jones, Evander Kane might be, you know, have a little asterisk to that situation. But, you know, um, you also have Brent Burns, etc. Before all those players, Eric Carlson's contract was under the limelight in San Jose, mainly because a lot of fans felt like his contract kind of uh, dis- dissembled what was the core of the Stanley Cup final team. I'm not even going to go and entertain that thought because the bottom line is this, is Eric Carlson is a future Hall of Fame defenseman. So, you know, the Sharks were lucky to have him. It was unfortunate that almost every single season up until now, up until this point, he's essentially been, you know, sidelined, injured, recovered. But right now, in full form, without any holes bar, with, you know, free, um, you know, the ability to do what he does best per David Quinn. And for some Sharks fans out there that speculate that maybe there's a little bit more uh, wiggle room or freedom with the absence of Brent Burns. No, this guy's solid. He's on fire. Okay. Um, so to further add some more content or context to the content, um, Mike Greer, and this is all from the Mercury News. So thanks to Chris Michelka of Bay Area News Group. Uh, Mike Greer quoted, he's a dynamic player. Speaking of Carlson, uh, for me, he's probably one of the three best offensive defensemen in the league. And he excels for us. He did everything we asked for him in terms of preparation, training and playing. He's, he is fantastic. I love that line because it's, it's honest. It's, it's being really honest. And he said, um, he also go on, you know, he goes on really quick to say that there could be a scenario where a team asks him if, you know, because he, he thinks he's a difference maker. Obviously, he's a difference maker. Um, and Mike Gray went on to say he's the kind of player who can win you a game for a series for that matter. So something might happen. We will see. Anyways. Carlson, really quick, just for some more context to the content on Mike Greer's comments, responded to this. He's got an open mindset about everything regarding here, and he should. We haven't been a good hockey team for a long time, and that's the way it goes. I'm just lucky that I come from a place, speaking of auto, where these, and he's speaking of the type of you know rumors and reports, you know, they pretty much come or happen on a regular basis. So Carlson doesn't read too much into them. And he's pretty much saying, hey, that's for people like myself and the listeners of this podcast to, you know, speculate and debate. So, you know, what do you think personally? I mean, obviously right now as a stance, Eric Carlson is, you know, he's putting his skate down to the ice and he's saying San Jose is my home. Okay. But, when you also look at some of the comments that they have in between, 
in my opinion, with all due respect. And I don't, and I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't mean this full, you know, with his full heart. But you know, if um, you know, if you're reading between some of the lines that you know these guys are saying amongst each other, they they obviously um, what it seems like to me is now, right now, it's obviously just speculation. But it's not something that neither Mike Greer or Eric Carlson himself is um, essentially like dismissing. You know, what I mean, so if the opportunity arises, I think they, I think they will move him. And I, um, I kind of been saying this since last month. But forget what I got to say about this. What do you out there have to say about this? The lines are open. Okay, so check out the Speak Pipe. Okay, our Speak Pipe is where. You can leave us podcast messages up to 90 seconds, all right? If you don't have the opportunity to do it now because, you know, perhaps you're watching on Instagram Live or, you know, you are listening to the audio version of this on your favorite podcast platform, it's all good. Leave a message anyways, and we'll get to it to the next program. Speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey is where you can leave me a 90-second message completely free. Uh, you can do that online. Uh, doesn't charge you anything you know what i'm saying anyways if you could dm on instagram then you could um you know leave a 90 second message on this it's just as easy as what i'm trying to get at so with that being said the lines are open and if you drop a message now we'll get to it tonight on the program okay so once again if you're watching on facebook youtube instagram you are um first of all thank you you're watching the shark city podcast and Right now, we're covering Eric Carlson and all these trade rumors, these potential trade rumors. So this story right here is, um, I think, going to be one of the, it's going to be one of those stories where right now the Sharks are going to try rug, and it's appropriate. I mean, it makes sense. Why would the San Jose Sharks, like, kind of publicly commit to saying, hey, we're gonna move Carlson. You you gotta sell some tickets, man. You got you gotta sell off those that arena. You gotta sell those seats. And the last thing you wanna do is throw onto the fan base that hey, we're about to move another top line defenseman um within like the first two months of the season, right? Anyways, um so I I honestly personally you know I love Eric Carlson and and with the way he's playing right now I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at David Quinn if he made him the captain. No disrespect to Logan Couture. And by the way, a lot of people have been speaking about Logan Couture and where he has been, and he's been absence of a captain. Well, who's your captain now? Who's your captain now? This guy is playing some solid hockey. If I'm not mistaken, right now he's riding like a six or seven game um, point streak. But we'll get back, we'll get into the details of that when we uh, recap and react to the. Um, Sharks versus Golden Knights and the um, Sharks versus Detroit Red Wings. We'll spend a little more time on the Vegas side of um, that segment. And also coming up, just so you're aware and just so you remember, we're going to um, talk to SJ Battery Pack about all things going on in Cuda Country. And uh, we're also going to talk about the return of the Boogeyman at the Tank. All right, so one more time, if you are interested in joining the podcast or you know doing a 90-second message, whether or not you want to share how you feel about the Boogeyman's return, how you feel about Eric Carlson potentially being on the trade block, anything 
that you hear on this program and you want to respond to, speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey is how you make it happen. All right, moving on. So right now, we are going to... Oh, we got an Instagram comment really quick. Yo, what's going on? I see you, Roy Jean. What's good? Um, It's Friday night in Sharks territory, right? So I'm feeling good. You know, the Sharks, they dropped. They dropped that game to the Red Wings. We're about to get into that right now. And it's all it's all good. You know, I'm not... <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to have to try to save my reaction. But, you know, I'm not mad at the Sharks for losing the game per se i'm just kind of disappointed in how it happened it was an amazing game it was an amazing game thank you very much appreciate it and uh we got bartonator out there let's go sharks absolutely so again if you are watching on instagram youtube facebook uh, drop a comment and um again visit speakpipe uh leave a 90 second message be on the show all right so, <laughs> yeah, Rory Jean, again, it was a great game we threw. We absolutely threw that game. Uh, we will get into that in just a moment. First, let's talk about, let's let's just, go, you know, rewind a little, live a little bit in the past. And, you know, that was at the beginning of the week. Sharks in Vegas. How about Randy Hahn? Shout out to Randy Hahn and that money tie. Our money in the house. That, that was fire. That was dope. Speaking of fire, if the Sharks would have lost that game, he would have burned it. Talk about like, um, you know, that that right there is some, to me, that's some grade A television right there. You know what I'm saying? If they would have just broadcasted him burning it, that, that would have been like the best. But not really, because the absolute best of the best was the fact that the Sharks won. And they won big in Vegas for three reasons. Number one. It's the official, or it was, pardon me, it was the official win streak. Sharks got a little bit happy on social media. It's all good. It's all good. But, um, you know, <laughs> a win streak, and I covered this on the last podcast, a win streak in my book is three consecutive wins in a row, okay? If you get two wins in a row, it's either, as I just said, two wins in a row or back-to-back victories, you want a streak, a win streak is three games in a row. Okay, off my soapbox. Uh, the sounds like Sharks, they win big in Vegas. One of the absolute best third periods I have seen them play, not just this season, but in years. Now, maybe I just have, you know, bad memory. So if anyone out there wants to correct me on what was an even better third period performance, by all means, let me know. Um, but these type of performances make me feel the same way Barnader and Instagram feels, which is optimistic. We'll make the playoffs. I'm a firm believer. I bleed till, and I don't care what the stats say out there or what the experts, um, what shade that they throw in the sharks. I'm going to keep believing that the sound of the sharks have a chance. Wild card, baby. Let's do it. But back to this game, uh, the Vegas golden Knights, they pretty much held the Sharks scoreless throughout the first period. Jack, Jack Eichel. I mean, enough said. Um, Sharks give up a late period goal. I mean, literally like four seconds before the buzzer, um, they, they drop another late period goal. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, 
And let me just make sure I get this correct. Um, you know, I don't even know the number. I got to get it to you. But long story short is this right here is the trend. It literally is the trend. These late period goals are either the Sharks just obviously they're not playing. They're not playing to the whistle without a doubt. But, um, you know, to me, to me, it's just, you know, you're getting sluggish, right? I mean, it's sloppy. It's like, how do you like wait until like the final, like 60 seconds of a period to, to loosen up, right? Like the way I feel is if, if this trend continues, then the, the absolute game plan, the absolute strategy, every final 60 seconds of a period until this could get corrected has got to be like protect the net, like just collapse in front of the crease. You know what I'm saying? Like just make the entire freaking line an extension of James Reimer or Kapokakinen. All right, a little extreme and a little bit out there, but the point I'm trying to get at is that this stuff is, it literally is demoralizing in the way it kind of like dictates the game. Like it just completely like takes away the momentum and you know, what was Otherwise, a rather solid period. I mean, we could scrutinize play by play, but, you know, they didn't let in any goals until those almost final four seconds. Um, you know, like, it just it just takes away from that, you know what I mean? So right away, you got to start the the next frame just behind. And and to me, that, that, that just sucks. And I really wish that the Sharks would just stop. Just stop. <laughs> Anyways, um, really quick here, as I try to work on a stat for you i want to i want to share this because it is relevant for sure um so yeah really quick just working on that stat for you there it is so this right here is from darren stevens if you don't follow him he is on twitter at shark stats okay so this is in regards to the sharks first period dropping that goal just Seconds remaining to Jack Eichel and the Golden Knights. The Sharks have allowed nine goals in the final minute of periods this season. Second most in the NHL. Ottawa, supposedly the people poking around for EK65, have 10. All right, so uh, three in the first period tied most with the Canucks. All right, so that right there again is courtesy of at Shark Stats on Twitter. The Sharks have allowed net, excuse me, the Sharks have allowed nine goals in the final minute. My goodness, I can't even say it. It's so, like, frightening. So, anyways, uh, moving on. Okay, second period. Luke Kunin gets his third goal of the period. I mean, period of the season, pardon me, and ties it up for us. Um, that happened about eight minutes and five seconds into it, so about halfway through the period. Uh, that lead lasted just a matter of minutes, um, a little bit more than, like, seven minutes later. You had Jonathan or... You know, I don't even care to mention the Knights name. We're just going to move on, okay? They they took the 2-1 lead into the third, and then that's when magic happened. That's when the Sharks went on attack, and it was just, I'm lost for words. I wish they could play like that every period of every game. Four goals for the San Jose Sharks were scored in that third period, okay? Um, man, it was amazing. Um, really quick before I get into the third period, it is, it is obviously I cannot go further without mentioning that Luke Kunin's third goal of the season was also his 100th career point. 
Okay. And, um, yeah, I mean, Matt Nieto to, to start off the period. What was it like 10 seconds? No, excuse me. Not, not 10 seconds. Yeah. Was it? No, 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 excuse me. A minute, a minute and three seconds. I'm tripping my bad, but yeah, uh, Matt Nieto, long beach, native Mexican American, Matt Nieto opens up the scoring. Um, that was his second goal of the season. He tied the game for the Sharks. Timo Meyer eventually scores the game-winning goal in Vegas. Uh, Mario Ferraro gets an empty netter. So, you know, the Sharks had themselves a little party. Logan Couture gets a seventh goal of the season. That's what really put it away. But Timo Meyer and Logan Couture, oh, man, that was a magic moment. So Timo Meyer on the power play, then Logan Couture shortly after. Uh, two goals happening within a matter of, like, um, a minute, I think less than a minute. And then, um, just shortly after Mario Ferraro puts in the empty net and he gets his first goal of the season. So it, it was some magic. It was some magic in Vegas. That's for sure. Um, Sharks just with that had three consecutive wins. They were officially in a hot streak. Uh, Nick Shisek, as we had mentioned in the previous podcast, he has started for, um, the injured Radim Shimmick. And he played his first career NHL game and he got his first career NHL win. So congrats to Nick. And, um, yeah, you know, everything was looking good in Sharks territory. You know, a lot of people were finally saying, hey, you know, they might actually do some stuff uh, right away. Um, the opposite crowd of Tank for Bedard came out of the woods and was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, forget all that noise. But um, that party lasted a little bit more than 48 hours when Detroit Red Wings and Bob Booner came into town. All right. Um, before we even cover how the game went down, let's just talk about Bob Booner, okay? Uh, obviously, the Sounds of the Sharks, they lost the game 7-4, to four, so there's no real rush to relive that game. But what we have here is the boogeyman, okay? I thought this story was very interesting. Now, this right here comes out of the Mercury News, uh, Curtis Pichelka, Barry News Group. Um, pretty much covering how Bob Bugner and his coaching staff didn't really know what was going on and if they even had a job before, you know, they were informed in on June 30th that, hey, um, you guys aren't coming back. You know what I mean? So um, in Bob Bugner's own words, um, and I quote, Everybody was calling me, wondering what's going on, and I didn't have any answers for them. So, you know, he says, uh, you want to start planning for the upcoming season and training camp, but you're in a holding pattern. You want to be in contact with your players, and none of that was possible because there are just so many question marks. You know, so I, I was kind of like, you know, it was a trip, okay? So, obviously, Bob Booner. He uh, took over after Peter DeBoer was let go of. And then, you know, everything that followed, the way the seasons went down and all that, you know, you could go ahead and kind of say, like, all right, he he didn't have a lot of, you know, the odds stacked in his favor. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, however it is, whatever you feel about the boogeyman, we definitely had our take here and our share. And... um I'm not trying to take it back either, but what I am trying to say is that that's a trip. Can you just imagine? Can you just imagine like kind of being in limbo, not knowing 
Like if you even have a job, like I can only imagine. So I kind of like feel for him when I read that story. I was like, man, that was, that was, that kind of sucked. Um, so, um, he went on to say, and I quote, I don't blame anybody for the way it happened. I know there were a lot of unknowns going around at that time. It was difficult more so for my staff as well. So, um, obviously, um, when Bob Booner was let go of his head coaching position, his assistants, uh, John McLean and John Madden and video coach Dan Dar were also let go from the team. And, um, you know, essentially the house is cleaned for Mike Greer to, you know, begin the new era in Sharks hockey. Um, so with that being said, um, you know, who knows? You want to call it a revenge game? I'm not going to go that far and say it's a revenge game. Um, but you know what? He came in. He got a job really quick with Detroit. And this was the first time that we faced the squad, the old coach. Um, and yeah, so at the tank, Detroit Red Wings just ran. Over, I mean, oh gosh, man. I don't even know how to even like cover this or react to this game. I'm not even going to do it with like stats and stuff. All right. Let's just talk for real. All right. Let's just be honest. Was that dive and throwing the stick save attempt worth leaving the net wide open? That's all I want to know. Please, people, chime in. <laughs> Let me know. What do you feel? I mean, when I see stuff like that, I start to wonder, okay, what's really going on here? Like, like... Again, I mentioned this earlier in the season, but this recipe of like let's make it fun until the end is is uh it's losing its flavor. Okay? It really is. Um quite honestly, I thought that, that was one of the most like I thought that was one of the best games of the season, the way the Sharks are playing. I mean, they're hungry. They they were determined. Kevin LeBanc opens up scoring almost about seven minutes into the game, his third goal of the season. Matt Nieto gets his second goal in as many games. So he scores back-to-back games. Uh, Carlson gets an assist on both of those goals. So, you know, I mean, actually, he got three assists in that game. He had himself a four-point night, all right? He scored his 11th goal in the season. Uh, Logan Chor got his eighth. I mean, it was some exciting action back and forth. Um, you know, the Sharks kind of didn't show up in the second period all right it is what it is but when they came back into that third period i mean man talk about like some exciting hockey man getting like you know the blood flowing getting that pulse just up and down you know what i'm saying and um and then yeah and then everyone knows what happened that that goal happened <laughs> um you know what i'm saying so you know, I'm doing this a little bit impromptu, so pardon the, um, you know, the uh, audio quality on this one. But um, here is what uh, James Reimer had to say about the whole um, situation here. Just give me one moment. Actually, you know, while I get that squared away, let me just keep going on a little bit, all right? Because I got a lot to say about this game, to be honest with you. All right, so uh, first and foremost, let's just kind of spit out some of the stats. All right, um, Kevin LeBanc, um, you know, he scored that first goal. So he has six points in six games now. Uh, Carlson, he has just, he's amazing, okay? 
Uh, Timo Meyer got an assist on Kevin LeBanks game, so now he has an eight point, um, an eight point scoring streak in six games. All right. Um, Nick Cishek, who we just mentioned, who just played his first game and won it at Vegas, even though they lost to the Red Wings, he earned his first NHL points on the um, secondary assist of Matt Nieto's 100th point as a Shark, by the way, his third goal of the season. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Sharks, they... They 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 played a they played a freaking game that they should have won in my opinion that they should have won and if it wasn't for like that odd odd dive like like I'll be real with you I don't know about you but like when when he was out of his crease going for that dive I honestly didn't think like he was even close to making a save like like even before he like as he was skating up to it before he even like attempted to dive at the puck I, I already feel like he was beating opposition but anyways um again pardon the impromptu of this uh, audio quality but here it is james reimer speaking of that play or his play in general yeah. you know i thought we uh had a chance had a chance to get some points and and um you know unfortunately we couldn't uh ah, we couldn't get it done i mean obviously i mean i don't have to you know, wait for, for a question. Um, but obviously, I mean, um, you know, I wasn't good enough tonight. And, um, you know, when uh, when you lose, um, you know, I think as a team, we, we everyone looks at what they could, could have done better. And, and for me, I mean, um, obviously, I just wasn't, uh, wasn't quite sharp enough tonight. So um, just unfortunate because, uh, you know, we battled hard and, and uh, probably deserved a point. In all honesty, um, you know, James Reimer, I and, and this is again, this is going to be more reaction based here. But in in all honesty, James Reimer, what's the toughest about this performance last night is the fact that this was the first game, and and again, we've been saying this on this podcast since last year, <laughs> last season. Okay, James Reimer is the starting goaltender of the San Jose Sharks. All right. If you want to get your take in on the game, the performance against the Detroit Red Wings, now is your chance. Speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. Connect with the show live. Drop us a 90-second message, and we'll get it on the air and on this podcast tonight. If not, by all means, drop us another message. Uh, whether you catch this video later or you listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, and you know we will still acknowledge it and get to it in the previous or in the, excuse me, in the next program. Um, but yeah, back to it. Um, the the toughest thing about this is you know we've been saying this James Reimer James Reimer without a doubt is he is the starting goaltender for the San Jose Sharks last night he was finally declared the starting goaltender of the San Jose Sharks the media declared it to him. He started his fourth consecutive game in a row after being given three consecutive starts for the first time of the season. And of course, putting together three consecutive wins. I mean, literally, this right here was James Reimer's time to shine. And, you know, it oh God. the fact that like it went down in such fashion with the a flop. It's just very disappointing. And you know what? Coach D 
David Quinn, to, to, to much respect, he did not shy away from, um, you know, from that, you know, that goal of the night. Sure, what went on with that, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what jersey you're wearing, you got to play a full 60 minutes, and obviously there were a lot of ebbs and flows in that game, and a lot of great moments for us, and unfortunately just, uh, you know, just gave up, uh, gave up goals, uh, especially in the second period, you know, I thought we had a really good first period, and I thought they flipped the switch on us in the second, and, you know, we're down, you know, 3-2, and they get one early in the third, and I, I thought we battled back after that, and ourselves in a position but you know that fifth goal was just too easy uh, all right there it is from the man himself david quinn <sighs> you know it may not be often that we will say or i will say that i agree with quinn obviously it's just a couple of months so give give me some time but yeah he was on the money he was on the money with that. Okay. So yeah, the last goal was just too easy. That fifth goal was just way too easy. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Dust, dust your shoulders off James Reimer because you know, we're still rooting for you here at shark city hockey. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was insane. It sure was. You know, it was even more insane, kind of tying this segment back into their cross and trade talk, is last night, scouts from Chicago, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, Rangers, Nashville, and Dallas were credentialed for being at the game for the Red Wings and Sharks. Um, that was from Twitter via Curtis Pashaka. I wonder what all these scouts... I wonder who they're interested in watching. Anyways. Um, all right. So um, once again, you know, thank you to everybody who's been watching the Shark City um, podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And, um, you know, thank you for everybody who's been interacting and commenting throughout the program. So we're about to get to a very special um, segment I am super excited to, um, you know, get this super excited to, you know, um, get this segment rolling and more than likely or hopefully don't want to speak a little ahead of myself. You know, I get it to all you fans out there. Sharks here too on a regular basis. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce one of my new co-hosts. So, um, yeah, everybody get ready. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back, Sharks Territory, to the Shark City Podcast. I'm Aaron James. I'm very excited to introduce Carlos of SJ Battery Pack. He's joining us this evening to discuss all things in Cuda Country. Carlos, what is going on, man? Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you. So excited to be here. 
Oh man, thank you for taking time on this Friday night to discuss Barracuda hockey with us. Uh, before we get started, for those out there in Sharks territory who may not uh, be familiar with you personally and are new to perhaps the SJ Battery Pack, can you um, just let us know the 101 on yourself and on the pack? Yeah, definitely. So um, I've been a season ticket holder for uh, the, ba the Barracuda since they came over back in the inaugural season. Um, started out going to about half-season games, um, went to Sharks games for years. And so I thought, you know, this might be a little more affordable, AHL hockey. So started going to a couple of games, um, immediately fell in love, and since then have been a season ticket holder. Going, been going to so many different games. Um, it's been exciting to see different players like Dell, who's now playing back with the Barracuda right now, start out. Um, we had like Alex Stalaw, Chris Tierney. Uh, Barclay Goodrow play with the Barracuda. So right away, seeing all these guys play was super exciting. Making their way up to NHL was just great. So last season, uh, me and a couple of friends decided to uh, get a supporter group going for the Barracuda. We thought, you know, we're having so much fun. Uh, we want to invite anyone who wants to have some fun at a hockey game to just come out, join us, cheer for the crowd, uh, cheer for the team, and just have a good time. Nice. Yeah, um, so... Just for everyone out there, you know, for full disclosure, obviously, um, you know, we caught each other out there at the uh, Reef this um, past weekend for Pucks and Paws. Um, you know, it was very excited to meet you and, um, you know, an awesome, awesome um, addition to the collection now for, you know, my Sharks memorabilia and Kuda memorabilia is that scarf, man. That scarf is fire. <laughs> we were uh, so excited to get that scarf going out. Uh, we were told multiple times by the Barracuda, it is going to be cold uh, at the reef, so make sure to warm up. So it's just like, you know what, scarves are perfect. <laughs> they, they, they were not joking. Um, I have a buddy that works at the tank and at the reef, and he said the same thing. Um, so, hey, let's um, get into this past week of Barracuda hockey. Um, San Diego Goals came into town, and um, they took on the Barracuda. Um, so you were there live, obviously. Why don't you, uh, you know, just give us your feedback um, with how that game went down? Uh, it was super exciting. Uh, I know the fans were super excited to have Roy Sommer back. He coached with the Barracuda for over 24 seasons. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Sharks organization for over 24 seasons, getting um, 808 wins with them. So it's always nice to see him back again. Uh, the crowd was super excited. They did a nice little montage video before the game had started. Don't know if everyone got to catch that, but that was super great. Uh, the game itself, amazing. You know, we got man, he got a shutout. He's only had three games in the AHL with the Barracuda. So he is currently 2-1-0 and zero, and super excited to see what else he can bring over. We did have uh, a couple of good goals that came through. Uh, first period was just 0-0. Zero, zero. There was an uh, unsuccessful power play for the Barracuda, but they did have a successful penalty kill. We had about 15 shots on that during that first period. Yeah, and, you know, it was a scoreless first period. Um, obviously, with uh, Strauss, Mann, and Nett, um, spoiler alert, you know, he got his shutout. Uh, 21 saves, so a 24-year-old, six-foot goaltender, undrafted prospect who plays in the East Coast Hockey League for the Wichita uh, Thunder, for those of you who are unaware. Um, today, they just um, decided to call him back to the Wichita Thunder. Just your quick opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer to see him come out here and get a shutout and then get sent down there. But, I mean, he's doing great over there. He's 4-0-0 currently, 2.24 goals against average. And he's got 141 total saves in those four games. So, I think, you know, he's he's doing great down over there. Maybe get him a little couple more games under the belt and then get him back up here. Absolutely. Uh, I've been saying this all offseason and, you know, for the entire season that, 
the Barracuda games and the Texas Union Arena is going to be the hottest ticket in San Jose when it comes to hockey games. Um, so let's let's get back to uh, really quick to um, you know the return of Roy Sommer and the San Diego goals um, versus the Barracuda that went down this past week. Uh, second period, Jasper Weatherby, man, um, I was super impressed with that goal. Like he looked like he was falling down and he was able to beat the glove. So I mean, what what do you think about that, man? Those hands, Jasper. Uh, it's been great to see him. He's gotten a couple of games with the Sharks too. I'm so excited that we get to enjoy him a little longer over here because there are times where you know we get some players that they they just start out great with the Barracuda or their AHL team and get taken right away and. We don't get to enjoy him that that long, but um, Jasper's been great right now. That's his second goal of the season. That was assisted by uh, Montana and Jeffrey Vale at 11.02 during the second period. Um, other than that, you know, there were another 15 shots on net. There was an, another unsuccessful power play for the Barracuda, but another successful penalty kill during that second period as well. So it's nice to see that, you know, we're not letting those teams take advantage of us when we're a man down. Yeah, definitely. Um, penalty kill special teams unit for both squads in San Jose this season is the definitely highlights for the um, you know for what's been going on the ice. Um, so let's let's talk about that third period, man. Um, you know, Thomas Bordalo, Will and Mecklen get some uh, tallies, some assists. Yeah, it's definitely you know everyone's been excited to see these guys play. Um, Bordalo, that's his first assist of the season. Eklund, that's his third assist, and then um, that was Reedy that also helped them out. I know everyone's always excited to see them play. It wasn't until uh, recently that we got them actually, you know, getting some points in that AHL because when um, Bordelow first came, I think he only played like one game with the Barracuda before he was taken up with the Sharks for the remainder of the season. So um, Sharks got to enjoy him. Now we're getting to see him, you know, light up, light up the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll be honest with you. You know, I was kind of a little um... – hoping that some of these guys that are dressing up for the CUDA would be lacing up the skates with the Sharks, but it's been delightful, um, you know, seeing them grow their game and get that experience under their belt with the uh, the squad over there at the Tech CU Arena. Um, hey, so, you know, there's only one game this week. Um, thank you for dropping by. I really hope that, you know, um, you come through and we continue to do this on a weekly basis when we have time. Um, but, you know, until the next time we get together, why don't you, um, you know, tell us what you'll be up to um, or what's going on with the SJ Battery Pack. Yeah, we're uh, so excited this Sunday, the 20th, um, Barracuda are going to be playing against Tucson. So we are going to be having a watch party over at Stanley's, right where the Tech CU is. We're going to have some uh, raffle prizes. We'll have pizza, soda. Um, they sell alcohol. So if you want to drink, that's a perfect place to do it. <laughs> nice. um, we'll be excited to have people come on all over. The puck drops at 3 p.m. Um, so we'll, we'll just be there hanging out after the game as well, just chatting it up with friends. Um, next thing happening is going to be on December 3rd. That is the teddy bear toss for the Barracuda. So we're super excited. Um, you definitely got to go to that game, bring those teddy bears. Once the Barracuda score, we're going to be tossing those over the glass. This season, the Barracuda are going to be doing something different. They are going to be giving teddy bears to the first 2,000 fans. So um, you can toss those over the ice, or they said you can keep it as well. But um, That's nice. I'm excited to just get that done. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. Um... Thank you, Carlos, again from SJ Battery Pack. You guys can find them on social media at SJ Battery Pack. That's Twitter and Instagram. Is there any uh, other social feeds or anything else you'd like to share while we got you right here, Carlos? Um, you know, we're on Facebook. We've got our page over there, so we're always posting updates, Facebook events. Um, details are going to be right there for you. 
We on our Instagram is our beacons link, which will have a bunch of um, links right there for you. So if you're ever looking for our shop, um, events upcoming, or you know if you want to make a donation, we've got the links there. We are supported by the fans, so we can do watch parties. Uh, we've done pumpkin patch events. We're able to get our scarves done. Oh, nice. We've got our um, wind pins that we've been doing. So far, we're up to seven, and this is all thanks to fans. You know purchasing our merchandise, supporting uh, SJ Battery Pack, and helping us continue to do more. All right, for sure. Well, Carlos, you know, I look forward to connecting with you throughout this season, discussing all things going on in Cuda Country. Until um, next time, thank you once again for stopping by, and um, we'll be right back here on the Shark City Podcast. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to connecting with uh, Carlos from the SJ Battery Pack. I look forward to connecting everybody with the SJ Battery Pack, um, as a matter of fact. And uh, thank you once again. Um, again, just to plug it one more time, at SJ Battery Pack is the social media handle. Um, check them out, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. All right, so we're about to close up the program very soon here. Uh, just to recap, we were talking about Eric Carlson trade talks. Um, you know, it's kind of knocking them down, but also, you know, kind of playing them up. Uh, that's both Mike Greer and Eric Carlson. It's kind of a back and forth, like rebeating between the lines. Are they going to tell Sharks fans that, yeah, we're going to let this guy go right now while they're trying to sell the tank? Probably not. Uh, Detroit Red Wings coming to town, and, you know, Boogeyman may have guys' revenge game, if that's what you want to call it. But the reality of the situation here is that the Sharks just literally skated away from the net and gave it to the Red Wings. Um, you know, the CUDA, it was pretty awesome. I went over there this past weekend. Um, I went for the Paws and Pucks and the Veterans game because, you know, I'm a pa there, Sebastian James Barkey. For those of you who are fans of this podcast, you might have heard him um, get a word in or two every now and then. And uh, also, you know, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran, for those of you who don't know. Um, so, you know, it was it was absolutely fun. Once again, it was cool connecting with the battery pack. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to talking Kuda with them throughout the season and connecting with them throughout the season. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the Barracuda, you know, doing pretty solid. Um, Strauss, man, getting some shutouts. Unfortunately, he was um, sent back down to Wichita Thunder. Speaking of transactions today, defenseman Scott Harrington cleared waivers. So he was sent to waivers yesterday. Uh, he cleared today. He was assigned to the Barracuda. Um, Harrington played just two of the Sharks' first 19 games, and he did not enter the lineup after uh, Shimmick was placed on injury reserved. Obviously, Nick Shishik has pretty much taken that role, and um, he's now one of the top six defensemen on the Sharks' uh, main roster. So congrats to him, honestly. And um, for those of you who are curious of um, how Radim is doing, uh, Shimmick skated uh, yesterday morning, and he's eligible to come off of the injured reserve list as early or as soon as Monday. So, uh, with all that being said, unfortunately, South the Sharks still only have one win at home this season. It's crazy to think of, but they only have one win at home this season. So, I really hope that they figure out a way to win in the tank. Um, man. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Sharks. Come on. Let's do something, right? Um, and that's, you know, going to pretty much wrap up the, the pod. Um, I did want to touch up on this kind of 
thread or trend that I'm seeing out there in regards to Nick Bonino. I kind of see this popping up here and there. I don't know if it's the same source or if, you know, just my algorithm is all, you know, <laughs> it's all, uh, you know, pointing me to bones, right? But uh, Nick Bonino, um, he is pretty much like his, a lot of fans are kind of like questioning his production. Well, I don't want to say a lot of fans, but, you know, there's some fans out there you know, questioning his production uh, as of lately. Like, pretty much, you know, he's been named the alternate captain of the San Jose Sharks, obviously because he's a Stanley Cup champion. And, uh, you know, he's a veteran. He definitely has um, that role of a deaf board. But, um, you know, pretty much the storyline or, you know, what is kind of being speculated out there is if you're like an advanced stat type of um you know hockey fan like um when it comes to like you know all these weird names right so i'm gonna start saying something if it sounds like i'm speaking speaking a different language when i see corzy and fenwick and stuff is that's because it does feel like i'm speaking a different language but if you're into like advanced stats as such a lot of fans are like hey uh bonino ain't happening he's it's not happening you know what i mean um to that i say Look at the penalty kill, right? Sharks are one of the top penalty kills in the league, and there's a reason for that. And um, I believe he's one of the factors, okay? Um, remember who was also a factor for the Sharks that we didn't realize, um, you know, what a tremendous job he did on the PK until he was gone? Last season, Andrew Cogliano. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, give Bones some time, all right? He's in a dry spell right now, but he'll, you know, he'll get off the schneid eventually. All right, so that's it. I'm about to close off this program. My name is Aaron James. It is Friday, November 18th. It is the Shark City Podcast Season 2, Episode 10. Be sure to follow us across the board on social media. Pardon the squeaky chair. At uh, Shark City Hockey. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All right. Um, thank you to everybody out there. Again, check out our link tree. It should be on the social media sites or link to this video if you're watching on YouTube to get a link to our podcast messaging service. I'm going to try to push that a little bit more. If no one wants to leave a message, then fine. Just kidding. No, seriously, though, let's talk some hockey. Um, and with that being said, I'm about to sign off of this bad boy. Um, thank you again for your time. Um, for those of you watching live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and for those of you who are enjoying the audio version on your favorite podcast platform, I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast. Check out all previous episodes of the Shark City Podcast on Shark City or at SharkCityHockey.com. All right. Uh, SharkCityHockey.com is a place to find all things Shark City Hockey. And um, it's a great way to, you know, um, spend some time. If you got some time to, you know, pardon the expression, but you got some time to kill, check it out. 24-7 linear streams, video, and audio. All right, last plug of the day, sharkcityhockey.com. I am Aaron James. This has been the Shark City Podcast. Thank you to everybody once again, and have a great night.